0: Drug Podcast Network. Coffee has been a part of my life as far back as I can remember. Being a little kid, watching my dad make coffee, he drank his black with a little bit of sugar. Through to my middle school years, when I would sneak coffee and treat it like alcohol. My high school years, it helped me get through a lot of tests and studying. Into my adult life, where I learned skills and jobs that dealt with coffee and the machines that would brew it and grind it. Coffee led me across the country to Austin, Texas, and coffee brought me back. And still, to this day, I enjoy the wonders and the flavor of that tiny little bean. Curioso.
1: A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric. Magic. A Collector of Knowledge. Good morning, Yosef. That's that's what I call you. Yeah, I, I don't know if anybody knows that. That's my um, special name for you, Joe. Now everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows. And although we are not recording this in the morning, Joe, mm-hmm. do you know why I say good morning? Why is that? Because today's episode is all about my favorite morning drink, Orange juice. Cabo No. <laughs> Cabo <Cabo-wabba>. Tequila. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> coffee. Wow. It's all about te- tequila. Te- coffee. <laughs> to coffee. It's all about George Takei. <laughs> Irish coffee and George Takei. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, oh, it's okay to be Takei. <laughs> <That's> um, <right. laughs> no, it's all about my favorite morning drink, coffee. It's your favorite morning drink? It absolutely is, yeah. Nice, nice. I, I do love coffee in the morning. After I brush my teeth, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Usually, what I do here's my morning setup. In case okay. anybody was wondering, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I uh, I brush my teeth. I, I'm I'm ready to get going. I make my morning coffee. Mm-hmm. I like to smell it. I put it in my travel mug. Mm-hmm. I go out to my 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 work truck. I head off to work, and I usually don't start drinking it until I'm at least halfway there, about nine o'clock. Okay, and
0: uh, it's Why is not.
1: That? I don't know. It's just this thing. I don't start drinking it. I like. I think it's too hot. See, I'm right away. Okay, go ahead. And I don't want it to burn me, so I let it kind of just sit in the in the mug, and I let I let the flavors meld. You know what I mean? Right. Because you know I like to use a little coffee creamer. I like to use Splenda because I don't really use sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because my wife is diabetic. Don't hold it against her. But uh, now I'm used to diet soda and everything else, so I use Splenda and everything. Aspartame. So it's no, 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 no. It's not aspartame. <laughs> that stuff sucks. Yeah. The blue one. And the red one are the terrible. Blue
0: one and the red one. Yeah,
1: the yellow one is where it's at. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm, absolutely. So you're talking the little packet. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, so Joe, I know for sure mm-hmm. that you like coffee. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's not just my my. Morning drink mm-hmm. tends to be my morning, my mid-morning, yeah. my early afternoon, mm-hmm. my afternoon. Your second lunch. Yeah, my third. Second breakfast. Third lunches, second teas. Yeah, it's, I tend to drink coffee all day long. Mm-hmm.
1: uh it's just kind of a built-in thing i that's the thing is that if i'm if i know that i'm going to be late to something mm-hmm. and i have to pick you up yeah. i have to make sure that i ample time to go to have, the- have <laughs> a, like a starbucks run for you <laughs> right to be able to stop by on <laughs> yeah. the way to wherever we're going right i mean yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk about uh, Starbucks a little bit later. But oh, yeah. uh, st- call back to our Mermaid episode That's where we right. talk- talked about Starbucks yeah. as well. We're not talking any mermaids today. Uh, but yeah. uh, but I'm sure we'll. we'll Starbucks is yeah, a we'll, huge manufacturer yeah, of coffee. Yeah, we'll get there.
0: But yeah, I thought, uh, since we first started doing this, mm-hmm. it's something that, that I've been into uh, for, for years. Mm-hmm. Years and years and years. And I thought it would be fun to talk about it have a few uh,
1: coffee-related products. And I'm okay with that, because I like <laughs> coffee. I'm going to be up all night Well, I'm, these
0: are tastings, and not everything. You're only drinking one cup of coffee tonight. Yeah. Okay? All right. Uh, rather than having a, a, a coffee lineup where you're going to go from lights to mediums to dark roast to different kinds of things, we're not doing that. You're actually only going to have one cup of coffee. Okay. All right?
1: I'm I'm all right with that. Um, but I did well, I bring... it did, I also just ate one, yeah, I know you're about to say this, but mm. I just ate one of your chocolate covered espresso beans, which Wait what'd you say? Espresso. No, no. I say it my way and you say it your way. There is potato no... espresso.
0: <laughs> There's no X
1: in that <laughs> word. <laughs> all right, all right, sorry. Anyway. Espresso. There you go. I can't do it. It's espresso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is coffee?
1: Uh, wonderful drink a wonderful wonderful drink yeah it's a
0: seed mhm so very much like uh, a pumpkin seed or a grape seed it's a seed comes from a tree it comes from a tree one of 6000 different species of coffeea
1: trees okay so is so that is like the the genus yeah yeah okay. that's that's
0: the main family mm-hmm. and it's a it's a you wouldn't actually recognize the plant from your average you know from your normal day like coffee bean mm-hmm. they look
1: like cherries almost yeah they're they're like a little i mean they're just like a little tree with little berries hanging on it kind of yeah. like gooseberries or anything yeah, else yeah exactly and they're bright red you mm-hmm. know and they look
0: like I don't know, like a cherry tree or, you know, something like that.
1: Currents. Like, they look currents. like currents to me. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: And they date back to who knows how long. The first myth dates back to about eight hundred AD. And it was in the Ethiopian highlands, where the legend
1: of Kaldi the goat herder first. <laughs> 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 that's, <laughs> I know, I know. I just, I that, like, I, I do, I love the story anyway. Yeah, it's really funny that, like, all right, go ahead. Yeah, you tell, you tell it.
0: Okay, so the story goes that Caldi, the goat herder, Caldi, mm-hmm. <laughs> the goat herder, <laughs> right? Yeah. Lothar, the yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> he was out with his goats, uh, grazing, and he saw uh, his, you know, the, the goats like jumping around between these small little. Uh, trees, little bushes. Yeah. And they were, you know, jump like crazy. They were snatching them berries. But they were acting very peculiar. Mm-hmm. They weren't their normal lethargic, you know, kind of wandering around goaty, you know. They, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were bit, They were very
1: active goats. Very active, yeah. Very animated. Mm-hmm. And as, as we were. all know, goats eat everything.
0: That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what Caldy decided to do was get a closer look. So he went to these bushes, and he found these little red cherry fruit things. Yeah. And so he decided to, he saw the goats eating them. They weren't dead. You know, there were no, there wasn't poison. Mm -hmm. So he picked a handful of them, popped them in his mouth, and within a few minutes, he was said to be dancing with his goats on the side of the hill. I'm sure he was. You know, (laughs) so that's, that's the first of the legends that, you know, called was frolicking with his flock, basically, uh, because of the coffee beans.
1: Oh, you know what's really funny? I just saw uh, coffee beans can grow up to 30 feet tall. The the trees? Yeah. Yeah, not the bean. That would be a huge bean. That would be a, one gigantic <laughs> coffee bean. We could make a canoe out of that thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, could you imagine, like, they're just picking all these little berries off of it, the, mm-hmm. the goats are going crazy. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, well, and,
0: and you're talking, like, Six thousand different varieties of coffee bean uh, coffee trees and bushes,
1: no um, I say bushes, but they're just you know shorter well they're they're cultivated to get to about ten feet now right exactly. you know what I mean we've cultivated them so they get down a little shorter mm-hmm. so we can actually pick them right because it'd be a lot harder to pick 30 foot you yeah, know what yeah I mean yeah. 30 foot uh, beans off of 30 foot trees you know
0: so today coffee is grown in a multitude of countries. Uh, Asia, Africa Central, and South America, the Caribbean, and the Pacific Islands. Uh, But they can all be traced back to those trees in Ethiopia.
1: Yeah, I actually, I was watching a, like a PBS thing, and I found it on YouTube, and I'll probably have to put that on the show notes, but Mm. basically they were saying that um, at one time there was a, a farmer... Mm -hmm. And he had found a few of the beans, and it was illegal to take them out of Ethiopia. Right. So he actually strapped them, like taped them in his armpits, Mm -hmm. and took them out of the country to be able to get them out. Yeah. Uh, So now it's all grown between the tropics of Capricorn and Cancer Mm -hmm. in the coffee belt. That's
0: right. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Arabians were the first to cultivate and trade the, the coffee bean, by the fifteenth century, coffee was grown in Yemen, a district of Arabia, and that's basically because that's the the first cultivated uh coffee beans. that's why the the Arabica beans mm-hmm. that's where that ar- originates that name uh now there's a lot of weird speculation on the naming uh, on the naming of coffee you know the etymology mm-hmm. so because it was first traded and cultivated. In those regions, they're pretty certain that the name comes from the Arabic language. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it could be from a couple different word origins. uh, uh which is Q-A-H-W-A, H, uh, is the Arabic term for the coffee drink. Uh, and while scholars disagreed on the exact link that led to the English word coffee, There are a couple different terms along coffee's lineage that may have ended up being the English word. Uh, The Italian term is cafe. Turkish pronounce it cafe with a V. K-A-H. Oh, like cave. Yeah. That comes from the Arabic word, the kahwe. So, like I was saying, there's there's no distinct lineage
1: for the etymology of the word. Mm Mm-hmm but because they're all so similar it's yeah it's like one of those things uh, what are they co- I, you know i always forget this term but basically where it comes from many different lineages at the same time mm-hmm. uh and oh there's a word for that where it happens I've come across this a couple of times, and I always say this, and you always give me a blank stare. Blank, but there's a there's a name for that, and someone needs to email me that the name for that. Okay, it's basically where it happens, like in symmetry, you know, happens over there and here at the same time, just like Uh, uh, but that's not no. I'm saying this is this is different. But I'm yeah, the names, but they're they're very all very similar.
0: Right, right. Well, you're you're talking uh, within that area. You had all the original trading lines. In Ethiopia and, you know, uh, Persia and Arabia, very similar dialect in mm-hmm. origin, but slightly different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that will give you your, your slight differences with how it's pronounced or, you know, the the original origin of the word. Because it slowly gets diluted or changed depending on, you know, region or dialect or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, the Danish call it kaffee, kaffe, k a f f e. Romanians pronounce it cafea, c a f e a. Esperanto is kafol. Oh, so they're all very, very similar. Uh, uh, I learned my first Esperanto word today. <laughs> Japanese is kahi. If you look at the global names. They're all so similar.
1: And since you're, since you're mentioning the names of, of, of it in different languages, of coffee in different languages, I just want to say that coffee is the second most consumed drink. Mm-hmm. Coffee is the second most consumed drink in the entire world. And that's right after water. So after water, coffee is it.
0: It is also the second most traded commodity in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, right underneath oil.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. So yeah, we have uh, we have uh, black Texas black crude. Texas tea, right? And Texas then tea. and then you ha- underneath <laughs> that you have um, uh, I don't know what do you want to call it Colombian tea Sh- or, sure <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> depends
0: on where you get, your beans. get which, where you get your beans at <laughs> right. right. By the 16th century, Persia, Egypt, Syria, and Turkey all had coffee. Okay, and this is all through the trade lines in that part of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still a very small, not small area, but, you know, localized. And this was the actual start of the, quote-unquote, coffee shops. So so all you hipsters that hang out at coffee
1: shops and think it's the coolest thing ever, well, it's been around since the 16th century. Well, you know, one of the things, too, is that, uh, I mean... it has been around for a long time, but also, you know, the, the coffee shop is a place where you can go uh, when you don't really want to drink alcohol either, you know, right, people that right. like to abstain, mm-hmm. stuff like that, it still gives them like a gathering place that's not a pub or a public house, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To drink at, you, you can go and you can have a, a stimulant instead, right, you know right. what I mean? Uh,
0: back in the 16th century, they were sometimes called schools of the wise, now, because you would have people talking about current events and, and local news. You would have people listening to, you know, live musicians or watching performances and you're talk you know, it's it, they had buildings. Mm-hmm. So you'd have a building, whether they were a courtyard or something, you know, uh people would hang out, tables, benches and talk and drink coffees and, and have, you know, food. You know, play games and, and it was a it was a place that you could Trade ideas. You could trade stories. You, you know what I mean. It was a communal thing that you didn't have uh, a lot of those that weren't you know your home. Yeah. Like this is you could you could meet a guy from a different town over who came to trade with somebody and then came by the you know the the cafe and stopped for a you know a, a drink of coffee. Then it was known
1: as. Wine of Arabia, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. uh that's I I need to take a wine of Arabia break. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna start calling it from now on. <laughs> wine of Arabia. Wine of Arabia. Just like when I'm like, oh, I'm scented with Chevranchet. Oh jeez. I'll be like, I'm going to drink some wine of Arabia, mm-hmm. and everybody will be like, what the hell are you talking about?
0: <laughs> so slowly over time, uh, by the 17th century. Europe had coffee, and it became very, very popular there. And this is all, again, through trade and and stuff like that. Uh, There was a lot of smuggling. Coffee became a very, very hot commodity. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was smuggling. There was, you know, violence. And it was like um, drugs today,
1: you know? yeah. So, well, I mean it is a drug today. It yes. I mean it, coffee uh, isn't specifically, but caffeine caffeine is is, yes. is a drug it which is a is, stimulant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um some opponents by the 17th century called it the bitter invention of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know what? I I Strike me wrong, I am not going to say it's a wine of Arabia break. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's the bitter invention of Satan (laughs) Satan break. Nice. The clergy in 1615 in
0: Venice condemned it to be anywhere near anybody in Venice. They were like, no, all of you people that come to church, you cannot
1: have the bitter drink of Satan. Well, there's a lot of people that... Anytime you get anything good... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anytime so anything true. is really someone, enjoyable... Someone pisses all over somebody it. Somebody
0: else wants to take it away. I know. <laughs> uh, Pope Clement the Eighth had to step in and settle mounting arguments from the, the local people and the clergy. He decided, being a very clement man... <laughs> He decided to, to try it himself. He's like, because he, he'd never had it before. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to pass judgment on something he's never had,
1: you know? That's a uh, Yeah, it's kind of like, a, what's his name? Uh, uh, Andrew Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You always have to take two bites. That's right. Even if you don't like it, you always have to take two bites. And if it looks good? Yeah. yeah, He, yeah. he is eating it. Because right. he's, he's a big boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, Pope Clement... Decided to try it. After he had it, he was so satisfied with the taste and the feeling that it gave him, Mm -hmm. he actually gave coffee a papal pardon and, you know, his seal of approval. That's awesome. This is good. And the Pope said it was good. (laughs) By the mid-17th century, coffee shops in England were known as Penny
1: Universities. So, seen a theme here? Yeah. It's, it's an easy, cheap place that you could hang out, mm-hmm. uh, get some stimulant, right. and you have a conversation with other intellectuals. Yeah. And it right? is kind of the idea.
0: Kvetching over the government or prices of this or, you know, local gossip. It, anything.
1: Anything mm-hmm. at all. And we used to have, you know, and we haven't done this for a long time. But we used to have a coffee night where we would go down to the local coffee shop every Mm -hmm. single... What was it? It was every Wednesday Wednesday night. uh, But now we're recording the podcast every Wednesday night, so we don't. And it's been, uh, you know, been a while. It's been a while. But we used to do that every single Wednesday night. We would sit down and we would play chess together Mm -hmm. and we would all hang out and talk. And, like, we would literally... Think about things to, to discuss and to hang out and talk about when we, when we all hung out on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, was, for our coffee night, yeah, and
0: that's, that's imagine doing that in you 16th, know, seventeenth, 18th century, mm-hmm. you know with people that didn't have TVs, didn't have the interwebs, didn't you talk to people face to face, yeah, you know uh, real problems, real issues of the day were discussed over coffee. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool yeah and and they and it continues it does it does continue uh some of the really, really interesting things that I found were uh, a lot of companies were started not from coffee shops, not you know, but coffee shops themselves turned into interesting companies, really yeah. Edward Lloyd's coffee in the mid seventeenth century mm-hmm. became Lloyd's of London.
1: oh really? yeah. Let's
0: start it off as a coffee shop. Oh, wow. Lloyd's of London. (laughs) You don't even know what Lloyd's of London is, do you? I really don't. Okay, it's a big, giant, uber-expensive auction house. Okay. You know, anybody who has, you know, the great, you know, Aunt Bedelia's. Diamonds and pearl necklaces can go and and sell it for you know half a million million dollars, you know, and they have giant auctions. And...
1: So here's the question: hmm. Do they still sell
0: coffee in the I, in the lobby? I would expect they do, <laughs> and it's probably one of those twenty thousand,
1: thirty thousand dollar espresso machines. Espresso? Is that how you say it? Espresso. <laughs> yes. I have a ten ninety five ten dollars and ninety five cent. Espresso machine. <laughs> it's, what are they? I don't know what they're called. They're little, little boilers. It's a percolator. A percolator, basically. Yeah. They have a name, though. I forgot what they're called. They have a name in Italy. They have a specific name. They do. I, where they where you screw the top mm, to the bottom, and you put it in. You put the water in. You put it on your stovetop. Yeah, it's a stovetop. Like it's so, a, It's basically a percolator,
0: mm-hmm. but you're supposed to use a finer grind of bean. And I do. And I throw you,
1: Cafe bustello into it. And you get... Every, uh, every once in a while as a treat. And it, it's because it's in the stove, has a little bit amount of water. It's
0: more like steams it mm-hmm. rather than pushes it through, deluges it with you know copious amounts of water. Yeah, so you get that sort of espresso flavor. Mm-hmm. I won't say it's true espresso, but it's rather close.
1: It's a rather good facsimile. Yeah, I, I used to have one for camping. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah, I plan on taking my camping.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I did bring. Uh, like you would find at a cafe, Mm -hmm. you know, some stuff to snack on. Uh, I couldn't find, for some reason I couldn't find today just plain old chocolate covered espressos.
1: Yeah. This is like Uh, a, this is like a, like a espresso trail mix.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I did find this and I was like, okay, it's got some nuts, it's got some chocolate and it has the chocolate covered beans. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. That's amazing. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, and I brought a couple of old standards from when I was growing up. Coffee cake. But it does not have coffee in it. No, it's it's, it's meant to go with coffee. Exactly. It mm-hmm. is. You know, it's a, a pound cake with lots of cinnamon and, and vanilla. That's it. Mm-hmm. But it goes very, very well with, you know, any number of, of coffee. Um, depending on the, the roast, the region, it can go very well with a lot of different things. I have... Biscotti, which come on that's that's a Italian, the traditional yeah, yeah, it's an Italian staple biscotti with uh with your coffee now, these little guys, these are coffee cookies from
1: biscoff, okay, with biscoff aren't they the don't they make biscotti as well,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they do, okay, but these actually
1: have coffee in them, oh okay, so so they're uh, actually cooked with coffee it's, yeah, it's a little bit in the. Probably in the batter. So let me let me tell you something else that I found out about since we're talking a little bit about food and mm-hmm. what we're going to taste here. I found so I'm looking up for like weird coffee recipes, right? Like, and you you could find a few coffee drinks. You have Irish coffee and you mm-hmm. have Scottish coffee and all yeah. these different things. But one of the coolest ones that I found that um that I really liked that is a coffee rub. Mm. Where basically you take, you know, just different things, you paprika, maybe some cayenne, whatever it is, you mix it all up into a rub with a very, like, it doesn't have to be finely ground like an, uh, like an espresso. Or a or, Turkish coffee. Or a Turkish. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you don't want it powdered or anything like that, but you right. want it like like a decent grind, you know right. what I mean? Somewhere in between, I believe, uh, an espresso grind and, uh, you know, a drip grind. Okay. Right? And you add that into all your other spices, you know, peppers, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and you rub down your meat. Don't laugh, Joe. Don't laugh. It's not funny. You you basically you basically, you know, just like you would any kind of rub, you know, on a on a pork butt or, you know, a steak. Rub my meat on a pork butt? uh, Yeah. I do it all the time. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't eat meat. But anyway, uh, so I was talking to Dana about it. You all know my wife, Dana, mm-hmm. was discussing it with her. And I said, have you ever had a coffee rub? She mm-hmm. was like, well, what are you talking about? Is that some kind of massage? Actually, and I said, people do it. Oh, well, we'll get into that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but no, it's, you know, you, you basically grind it up. You put it all together and you put a rub on a steak and, you know, you cook it like you normally would, to mm-hmm. medium rare or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Take it off, cut it, and it's supposed to be absolutely delicious. The the coffee kind of goes in, you know, not like a marinade, but it kind of goes in as a rub, and it's supposed to be awesome. It really brings out the flavors of the meat. You no, know, I I've actually had uh, a steak, and I think it was in Colorado. Mm-hmm. They had a, a coffee rub. Well, that makes sense, because they usually call it like a like a cowboy style. Yeah. They'll call it like a cowboy steak. Mm-hmm. I believe because it's, you know, the coffee because they just want to give it like that flavor. But, right. you know, coffee is a very cowboy thing to... Yeah, cowboy coffee. Know, cowboy and, coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, It is very, very good.
0: Smoky and uh, I don't know what kind of beans they used at the mm-hmm. time. I just remember it being really, really good. Yeah. And it was uh sort of sugar granule size. Mm-hmm. your grind, you know, yeah. so you don't have like a big old chunk of you know coffee bean mm-hmm. you, know, like, you know but it worked very very well mm-hmm. so yeah i give it a thumbs up do it so have you ever noticed uh while you're pouring pouring your um cafe au lait stout for us that you made which mm-hmm. is amazing i've had it many many times so far in the past like month or so
1: i think it's good too
0: um perfect way to start off a, a coffee night have a nice coffee beer So different regions. Have you ever picked up a bag,
1: you know, of coffee and and looked at where it comes from? You know, uh, here's the thing is that I leave that to you usually. (laughs) No, seriously, I know this sounds funny, but there's like, like, I'm, I'm, it's not something that I've really ever gotten into, you know what I mean? I've always just been kind of like, oh, let me just grab this off the shelf. I grab Mm -hmm. it and if I like it, I drink it. If I don't. I'm like, I'm never buying that crap again.
0: And that's usually how I find things that I like, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you
1: like just, see it and you I try know, it. I know I like Café Bustelo. Mm-hmm. I know I like Café du Monde. Mm-hmm. I know that I like, uh, oh, man, what is my favorite that Starbucks does? They have a Christmas blend mm. of their coffee. And yeah. I don't, like, it's just their Christmas yeah. coffee. And yeah. that is, like, my, that is my favorite that they have. Really? You know, it's just this dark, delicious, deep. Flavor.
0: And that's I, I those are my coffees. I mm-hmm. love the dark, roasty, you know, almost sticky yeah. coffees. If you ever see them in, in, you know, from a roaster. I I worked for a, a coffee roaster, mm-hmm. uh um, distributor roaster machine repair company in Austin. And if you see these wonderfully dark beans, they they look, you know, like sticky, gooey you know, shiny, mm-hmm. and that's just all from the roasting process.
1: Could, well, because when they come out of the berries, mm-hmm. when the berries are all s- totally stripped away, they're all green. Oh, yeah. They're g- little tiny green. We mm-hmm. we haven't even mentioned that, but they're little tiny green berries. Mm-hmm. Um, green seeds. Green seeds. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, the inside of the berry. They're, the red berries, green seeds on the inside, mm-hmm. Right. or green beans, uh, which are totally something different, right? Green, <laughs> green beans. Okay. Are, but Green I, I seeds. I've recently been watching a, uh, a really cool series on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it's called uh, James Townsend and Son, and they're okay. I, I know it sounds funny, but they're all about reenacting. And if any of you listeners like our episodes about like weird old stuff like Applejack and mm. weird old foods, like when we talked about switchel and stuff like that, James Townsend and Son does a lot of those old recipes. Oh nice. And they'll show you how to cook. But they what they do is they sell like their cookware, like earthenware mm. and stuff yeah, like that. Gotcha. Um and they had, a, uh, they had an episode where they had, you know, one of these old reenactor guys, and he had the beans, and he, he had like a wok-like kind of kettle sort of mm-hmm. thing, you know, that they used back in the 1800s, yep. and he roasted the beans right over the fire. Oh, yeah. And then they made yeah. the coffee from it, and it looked so, so good. Yeah. There's yeah.
0: A, a little coffee shop in Ellicott City, mm-hmm. in here in, uh, in Maryland, and they still have uh, a coffee roasting apparatus- yeah Uh, from i want to say it's turn of the century it's like you know early 1900s that's awesome and they roast beans i think it's once or twice a week Mm -hmm. i love walking by that place when when it happens when they're roasting yeah that's
1: so amazing i think i sent you a text from a place over in mount vernon in virginia yeah when i drove by the coffee roaster place and the whole street Smoked like it, and I was like, they mm-hmm. must be roasting right now. Oh, yeah. So, what were you saying about the different places? Different regions. Okay, now this goes back to when we were talking
0: about uh, like hops. Mm-hmm. Back to our, our uh, IPA episode, which would be last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, they the beans themselves kind of are imparted with certain flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, some are more citrusy, some are more cocoa y, some, you know, have. Woody flavors and oak notes and this and that, and it's all depending on the region. You know, Your different minerals, your different, uh, you know, rain flow throughout the year, sunlight—it all matters. It's like uh, like wine grapes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very very similar to wine grapes.
1: Uh, they're terroir. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So when well, they,
1: I mean they are berry. I mean that's yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. But that flavor goes into that little. A little seed it's not just the berry, mm-hmm. so your different regions, different flavors, and that's just that part of the the equation when you get your little cup of coffee mm-hmm. so the region is is one part. the next part is actual roasting it because you can you can use them green mm-hmm. um, there's lots of recipes and drinks and things that they use green coffee for, really. Yeah, it's a lot like tea when it's when it's used green. Uh now this is a, a Starbucks brand thing. Um but it actually uses green coffee.
1: Oh, sparkling green coffee energy beverage. Yeah. That is weird.
0: Now they add a lot of other stuff to it, uh flavors and stuff to make it, you know, fruity and americanized. Um but people have been doing that for, you know, Couple hundred years. Yeah. Because if you dry green beans or grind them or mash them or in a paste or whatever, it still has caffeine.
1: Well, I mean, I would think that it still would have a coffee flavor. It just mm-hmm. wouldn't have so much of the roastiness.
0: Actually, uh, uh, I've tasted the regular, just a plain old green bean. Yeah. And it tastes like a, I don't know, like a, a green piece of. Like a, like a lima bean kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just very earthy, very uh, green. You know, that, yeah. that flavor of something green. Yeah, yeah. Um, vegetal. Vegetal, yes. But there's a hint of, of coffee-ness to it, mm-hmm. uh, very much like, like tea leaves. Yeah. You know, if you ever chew on a, a green tea leaf you're like, oh, there's a little tea in there. You can kind of taste it, but it's mostly vegetal,
1: green. Yeah. And, well, there's something else, too, that um, I wanted to mention as well, and we didn't get a chance to to pick this up uh, just because we didn't have time, but I found some coffee berry juice, mm-hmm. which they basically take the red berries, right? And when right. they squish them to get the coffee beans out, mm-hmm. uh, they—, they Capture the juice, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I had it, and I think I got it from like Wegmans or something like that. Right, and I just didn't get a chance to to go get it today, but it tastes kind of like cherry juice. Mm-hmm. It's tart. It's tart, yeah. like cherry juice, but it has a little bit of that coffee flavor, mm-hmm. and I just found that amazing. It was really good, and I, I would love. I I doubt that I'd be able to make like a like a full on coffee. You know, like coffee drink with it, like fermenting wise. Mm. You know what I mean, or you, something like that. But I, you could probably do something. Yeah, I'd like to maybe do like a coffee cider, mm-hmm. like a coffee bean cider oh. or coffee coffee berry cider.
0: Well, if you're 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 growing your your hops, I am growing my own hops. Uh, it'll take you about six years to grow a coffee
1: tree. Uh, it just takes that long before it produces. Yeah,
0: before it produces, and then even then.
1: Probably won't get one here because the climate's not right. We're not in the coffee belt, Joe. That's right. So uh, while, while we have this opened up real quick, uh, you want to taste my coffee stout? Yeah. Now, I know you've had it, like you said, you've had it a few times, but... Mm.
0: Man. Now, you tell me, uh, again, what is the coffee you use for this?
1: The coffee that I use for this is Café du Monde. Now, uh-huh. when Dana and I, I believe is our, our third wedding anniversary, we went down to New Orleans... And we went to Café Dumont, and that is uh, just right on the river there, and it's a beautiful, beautiful place in the Old French Quarter. French Quarter, yeah. And the place has been around like over a hundred yeah, years. Yeah, they're the place with the uh, the beignets. The beignets, They're right up from. They're right up for where you can buy the the hokey stuff like the 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 you know pin the needle in the. And the voodoo doll, right, and, and the, the c- and the cake with the baby in it, yeah, and, and all, all it, the beads for the
0: boobs, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They're right up from the French Quarter and the French Market, you know. Right. What I mean, oh, oh heads of uh, alligators mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But right up from there uh, is the is Cafe Du Monde, and they they've been there forever. They make beignets, they have awesome coffee, but their coffee isn't just normal coffee. They supplement it with chicory. Okay, now chicory is a, is a weed that you can find, but it tastes very much like coffee. Yeah. So it's made as a filler, but it also has a different flavor to it, a bit of a different flavor. It does have a a unique characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a very, like, Southern and New Orleans thing to Mm -hmm. add... To add that to your coffee, right. uh, basically you you can pull it right out of the ground, you know, mm-hmm. or you probably want to dig it up because if you pull it, you're going to lose a lot of the a lot of the root. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can see it in like weird lots and stuff like that, you know, like lots and in median strips and stuff like that. You'll see these; uh, ver- it's a very angular looking green plant. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's very like it'll have like a it'll come up to a stem and then shoot out at a different angle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at each one of the angles, you'll see these purple or bluish little flowers. And they're very delicate. Like, if you pluck one, it wilts, like, almost immediately, hmm. the flowers. Now, some people use the flowers for tea and things like that. Um, but really where the flavor is is in the in the root. Right. So if you dig it up, you get the root, you can chop it up, uh, and then you roast it just like you would coffee beans. Mm-hmm. And that's your chicory. And then what they do with Café du Monde is they take it, they roast it all together, they put, blend it all together, and they make... Coffee out of it, so uh, like I said, it's a very Southern United States thing, you know, in the Mm -hmm. South, you know, uh, oh my, you know, (laughs) I got the (laughs) vipers. Yeah, Yeah. so it's a very Southern thing, but I love their coffee so much. We ate beignets and drank coffee like basically morning and night every single day that we were there for four days. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean they were so good. We kept on going back, and they they only like serve. Three things at Café Du Monde. Yes, like that's coffee, their beignets, their coffee and... beignets, and hot chocolate for the kids. Oh, and that's it. Like nice. they don't serve. I don't think they would serve any teas. They don't serve like nothing else. And I think right. I bought like a like a like a cup koozie mm-hmm. while I was there. A can of coffee and a T shirt. And uh, since then, I just continually. That's my morning drink every single morning is Café Du Monde coffee, mm-hmm. unless I'm drinking espresso, and then I drink Café Bustelo, <laughs> which I just you can get anywhere. That's like. Like a, I don't know what it is. I think it's like a Mexican kind of coffee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what I put in my Café au stout. So I, I wanted to get that New Orleans mm-hmm. feel Vibe, yeah. in this. So, yeah. um But also in the stout, it has, a, has lactose in it, mm-hmm. uh, which gives you that kind of like milky flavor. Right. Because the, the yeast can't eat that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it gives you a little sweeter thing. So you're getting like a sweetened cup of coffee. Right. But it's right. a beer. Yeah. as well, you yeah. know? And it
0: put a lot of roasty stoutiness stoutiness into yeah. it. Caramelish mm-hmm. sort of kind of know. flavors, yeah. Yeah. Now it's it's a great one of your best beers so far. I pr- I'm getting better. Yes, you are. Okay, so region of the bean comes from adds flavors. Mm-hmm. How you roast it adds flavors. So your light roast is just like it sounds. It's only roasted for a little bit of time.
1: But aren't the lighter roasts, don't they have typically more caffeine? Uh, Because you're not destroying the molecules?
0: Yes, um, but you don't have a lot of flavor either. I know, because that's what I like. I I find light roast coffees just kind of flat. Yeah. You know, medium roast, they're okay. Mm -hmm. It's probably the best way to taste the bean's origin Mm -hmm. if you get a single origin bean. Yeah. And you're talking like single malts, you know, scotch and stuff like that, it's similar. Yeah. If one company comes from one place, made, you know, single origin bean, then you know what it tastes like. You know, uh an Ethiopian versus a Colombian, you're going to taste a difference, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you two medium roasts, two different places, you'll taste a difference. Yeah. Uh now when you do stuff like like your, your Christmas blend you were talking about with, with the Starbucks thing, mm-hmm. that nine times out of ten is going to be whatever they can get. You know, uh, there's a big push. But it's
1: just roasted to the their specifications. S- yeah,
0: exactly. But it's not single origin. Mm-hmm. It is, it could be... A quarter of this, a quarter of that, uh, you know, an eighth from Colombia, a tenth from Costa Rica, it just beans. I, I know
1: several people who have gotten an
0: eighth from Colombia, from what I understand. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> so all those things factor into the flavor of your coffee. Now the next step is what do you do with it? Now you've, you know where it comes from, you know how it's roasted. What do you do with it? Most people drink it. Right? Mm-hmm. And the biggest way it's it's used is by drinking it. Now you can do any number of ways to get it into your gullet: uh, espresso, mm-hmm. drip method, yep. French press. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are vac pots, which those are fun to use. Never heard of that. Oh, they're made; they're so cool. It's like some nineteen hundred science fair experiment. It's so awesome! Um, is that like a sous vide? Like cooking sous vide kind of? No. Actually, it's, it's two pots, two glass pots, and it creates a vacuum. Uh, there's coffee on top, a little filter in between, and water on the bottom. You put it on the stove. As the, the temperature rises, the water comes up this little funnel
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the inside into the top part of the pot because there's a vacuum created. Where the beans are, yeah. Yeah. So the water splurts out of the thing, hits the beans... And it can't go back down because there's, it, you know, the little valve thing. Mm-hmm. It's a one-way valve. Exactly. It can't go down through the beans. It goes back down through the, the little tube. Okay. So the water comes up the tube and goes back down the tube. Only after it has soaked in the beans for about three minutes. Then it, as it cools, it, the water goes back down that little center tube. So you take the top off with your discarded used beans, which you can throw those in the garden, that makes great mulch. Compost, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you have this perfect little pot of vacuum made coffee. That's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Cold brewing. Cold brewing, yes. Uh, There's a big thing with- with, uh, Hipsters. Totties. Actually, it's been around for a long time. I know it has. I'm Uh, just kidding. Since the 50s and 60s, yeah. 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 Um, So there, there are
1: a myriad ways uh, but before you do that, you S- got to grind the bean. Well, speaking of butt, uh, some people also get coffee enemas. That's true. That is one way to imbibe. <laughs> that is. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. We'll get to that. Why are you? Why are you shifting uncomfortably, Joe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you get one before you got here? <laughs> no,
0: all my coffee goes in the front ways. Um, you have to grind those beans. Mm-hmm. So depending on your grind, we'll give you different flavors. And different reactions with the water. Mm -hmm. So, like we were talking about earlier, we said Turkish coffee. Now, Turkish coffee is probably the finest grind you can make. And it's baby powder, basically. Yeah. Uh, Because what they do, it's not a style of coffee. It's how the the beans are ground. It's a style of grind. Exactly. That's what it is, yeah. So, you know, Turkish coffee can be any number of coffee bean but they grind it super, super fine to this baby powder consistency. A couple of spoons of coffee in the little pot, and they boil it. And then they let it foam up, and then they sit it back on there, and they take it off of the heat and put in a you know sugar or cream or whatever you want while it's still steaming boiling hot. Mm-hmm. But what happens is there's no filtration system. They're boiling the water with this baby powder coffee in it yeah. at the same time. So when you get your little demitasse glass of Turkish coffee,
1: now they're very very small cups, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, you're talking like maybe two three ounces. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, they're like a shot glass. Yeah, they're very very. They're very much like, uh, like, uh, like little girls' tea time <laughs> That's cups. Exactly. Right yeah. is what I what, what I always thought about. Yeah, I, yeah, I've had I've had Turkish coffee, I believe once or twice at like a hookah bar or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but what you're gonna get is that not all of it, but a good
0: amount of that baby powder coffee that has not dissipated through the water will become sediment in your little you know demi glass mm-hmm. and that stays in the bottom right so you can add sugar you can add cream you can do whatever you want with it but let it settle for a minute you know what i mean otherwise you're drinking baby powder coffee mm-hmm. you know, the actual
1: coffee coffee yeah it, it's kind of like when you, uh, to me, when you eat the chocolate-covered espresso beans, mm-hmm. espresso beans. <laughs> right, slow down. I get stuck in my teeth and in my throat a lot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because yeah. you always have the little shards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, you, eat, you,
0: you, you eat broken glass. I do. And you have a
1: hard time with I didn't say I have espresso. a hard time. I'm just saying it always gets stuck in my teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Plenty no. of people get stuck. Mm-hmm. I, You know, every once in a while, I, you know, have to pick my teeth in like a piece of uh pizza falls out you know what i mean right like a like a, a whole shard slice of pizza <laughs> <laughs> a, whole, a whole pizza falls out of your mouth <laughs> into your mouth so what is this you're cracking open joe
0: uh this
1: is i want you to try the green coffee stuff i am not getting any sleep tonight
0: no dude i'm not pouring you a whole glass it doesn't matter It's a six i'm six eating six.
1: chocolate covered espresso beans
0: well eat some nuts <laughs> You don't got to gobble. It's
1: not, it's not the first time you've said that to me, Joe. <laughs> you
0: don't have to gobble just beans.
1: Mm mm mm. Exactly.
0: So, like I said, yeah, this is made from green coffee beans.
1: Okay. All right. It's gonna I, taste more like tea. I feel like I shouldn't have eaten that espresso bean Get you before. Clean your up. palate. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you're supposed to do when you drink coffee? Yeah. Mm hmm. You have to smack your smack your mouth. And mm-hmm. spit it out. I smack your mouth. <laughs> all right. No, I'm, I'm not spitting anything out. No. All right. So here we go. This is green tea energy drink, or green bean. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I can't even get this straight. <laughs> green Jesus. This is green Jesus energy drink. <laughs> that's right. It's like crankshaft, the <laughs> fake energy drink we made up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I don't taste any coffee in this. At exactly. All. Well, that's,
0: this is uber sweet. Okay, yeah, this is for pretty much American palates.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it's a, it is an energy drink. To me, it tastes like an energy, an energy drink. drink. Yeah. Right, green coffee beans gives you sort of a green
0: tea flavor. Yeah, very very mild, very very light, delicate flavor. But I just want you to try. Like no, now, you know you've had some green coffee. I've had some yeah, some You're green not, coffee flavored. stuff. not
1: straight, but stuff. Yeah, I, I, it's good. I like yeah, it. it. It's, I'd, it's I'd really like to try that thing where you roast your own beans, mm. you know, over the campfire or something. We're sure. gonna have to try that next time we go camping. Uh, I'm down. We mm-hmm. got a camping French press
0: and a camping espresso machine, I got, got yeah. We need we need to bring grinder. the percolator. I got all them stuff. Here come the percolator.
1: Looks <laughs> <laughs> like your '70s porn name, the percolator. No, that was like a '90s thing. Was it? It's time for the percolator. It's time for the perk. You don't I have need... no clue what you're
0: talking about. Are you serious? I have no oh, that's, clue.
1: That oh, that's like Baltimore dance music oh, from, so yeah, from I the 90s. Oh, I was here. Yeah. You were totally here. I don't you think You just so. didn't go to the dance clubs in Baltimore. Oh, that's,
0: there you go. Mm-hmm. So you have your fine uber baby powder coffee ground all the way to your French French press. Yeah. Which is should be your coarsest ground. Uh, grind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it looks like uh, like very small pebbles, you know, uh, because I have a French press right here. The whole reason that you do that is because you have this little wire mesh here. Mm-hmm. Now, even when you grind the, the bean super, super fine uh, to super coarse, you still have little tiny particulates. They, they'll get through, yeah. Some of them get through, but at a larger, not... Having a bean I'm saying you know you still grind them up pretty good yeah but you're trying to
1: release all those natural oils natural flavors and, and that's one of the things too is that they, they there are like natural oils and oh esters yeah. and things like that yeah. in the beans so you, you'll notice you know when you get a cup of coffee you will sometimes have that little oily sheen mm-hmm. on the top some more
0: than than
1: others uh
0: when I was repairing espresso machines and coffee makers the the things that the Keurigs, which are everybody has one now for some reason. Well, there's there's a huge backlash with that. Oh, I know, I know. Trust me. So uh, I had to repair those machines. Yeah. Now it's a it's a very convenient way to drink coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, it is quicker than most any other way you can have coffee. Yeah. Uh, but downside is it's not a fresh bean. It's not fresh ground. It's you know. Who knows? Well, a lot of people would say it's that it's been the down, sitting on a shelf, yeah. you know. And the other downside is
1: all, all those little, cups. Yeah, little
0: pods. Yeah. Where do they
1: go? Well, I have to admit that uh my family did acquire a uh, a Keurig machine mm-hmm. Uh because I saw that all these people were getting it, and I went to the uh, I went to the, not the, the, the market store. No, no, I actually <laughs> it's like <laughs> the gap. Fall into the Keurig. <laughs> right. Uh No, no, no. I actually went to uh, the thrift store. Mm-hmm. I was at the thrift store doing a little clothes shopping, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes I like to take my shoes and put them on the shelf and put uh, someone else's shoes on and walk out. I'm just kidding. I don't actually do that <laughs> anymore. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I I walk through the coffee machines and there's a Keurig sitting there for right. eight dollars and fifty cents. Oh yeah. And they're yeah. like at the time they were being sold for like a hundred and fifty. Oh, yeah. So I was like, wow. I took it. I bought it. I brought it home, and it worked. I think what it was is that it was at maybe a store that had closed down, and it was Mm. like their floor model or something Mm -hmm. like that. And when the store closed, they just were, whatever, we'll just give it to the store. Donate, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it worked totally fine. I cleaned it out. I ran a whole bunch of vinegar through it which is what how they say to clean a coffee machine.
0: Yeah, there is some, uh, it, it's basically Debate. decalcifying uh, the inner chambers of those things and yeah. a lot of other, even espresso machines. Yeah. It's very simple. You have a boiler, uh, you've got a, a couple of different heating elements, you know, that, that run, run through the lines. And mm-hmm. those things, there's a bunch of like diodes and things that temperature control and this and yeah. that. But your actual lines that bring the water in... Over time, depending on your water source, if you mm. don't use bottled water, yeah, because
1: you're not most people
0: are they're using tap exactly, water exactly, and they it calcium buildup yeah. with heat and time and pressure, you get these clots. You form a diamond
1: inside like Superman exactly mm-hmm.
0: so. Vinegar, it works, it does work. Yeah. Sometimes you can leave your coffee tasting like vinegar. Well, you, uh, you
1: just have to run a, water through it like uh, 10 times. 10 times, and yeah. And then it's finally gone. But yeah. that's basically what I did. And now we, we have a Keurig, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to say, for a long time I did buy the little things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now I don't do that anymore. I have mm-hmm. one of the little, uh, it's like a, I mean, you know, like you were saying, it's got the, the little Little wire filter. mesh. Yeah, it's pod. a little wire mesh filter. I fill it up with one cup of that, mm-hmm. Well, not a cup. I mean, what is it? A tablespoon or whatever it mm-hmm. is. I put it in the machine, and that's how I make my Café demand Monde every oh, morning. Oh, this brings me to my next point. Mm-hmm.
0: What is – so you use one tablespoon per what?
1: I don't know, man. It just says Cuisinart on it. I don't even know where no, I got no, it. It's, no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm talking about your equations for a cup of coffee.
1: Well, I think it's a – okay. So what I use – I think it's a tablespoon, maybe a tablespoon and a half, mm-hmm. is about the size of the little thing. It says Cuisinart on it. I don't even know where it came it, from. it's just it a just standard, wound up in my kitchen.
0: It fits in the little
1: thing. Yeah, right. Little, little peg. Exactly. Know. Yeah. So it, I use that. I have it in a mason jar mm-hmm. with my coffee, and I pull that out every morning. I put it in the in the in the coffee cup, right. uh, and then I brew. Uh, I get. I mean, it's a it's a about the size of uh, what are they? What are those things called? Your travel mug.
0: Okay, so probably twelve ounces. Uh, I'm thinking probably more like sixteen. Sixteen. Let's
1: okay. say a sixteen ounce travel mug.
0: So, here's your problem. Mm-hmm. You're actually not tasting the coffee. You're diluting it too much in the water. So, the the equation that I grew up learning, and when I was fixing machines, and you know, taking roasting tours, and two girlfriends that were baristas. Like, you, that's what you do. Only two? One, two, uh, two, two and <laughs> a half. Two and a
1: half.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time in coffee shops. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Uh,
1: Joe just <laughs> turned red. I did.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, red is a a, cherry, a coffee cherry. Um, so, it is two tablespoons per six ounces of water.
1: What? Yes. That's not all going to fit in that time. <laughs> that tiny curry thing
0: only make your little settings it's got three settings right well mine has two okay so your first setting is probably four to six ounces probably yeah i think so just do two cups what of is that.
1: a normal coffee mug uh, your normal coffee mug is about six ounces about six ounces yes so that will the first setting will fill up a normal coffee mug normal just no, do, do that twice yeah Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and that will give you your what the coffee's supposed what to What it it's supposed like. to be. Okay. Right. All right. Some people say one and a half per six ounces. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Trying to measure out one and a half tablespoons, just put two in. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> it ain't going to hide you. Um, but you actually get to taste the coffee. Yeah. You know, and, and in all of its glory.
1: Instead of the splendor and the. Uh, and the coffee, And the, the aspartame, and the, the coffee and creamer and that I put into it. And yeah,
0: okay. You're a flavor guy, right? When it comes to that stuff, you I, use I the, just, the squeezy I, flavor thing. I use and vanilla
1: and coffee creamer, okay. and that's it. That's all I use. And I think you did. Uh,
0: you and my sister have heated my warnings. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the, the flavored coffees, mm-hmm. this is just my own little shtick. I've heard, yeah, I've heard you say this before. Yep. The problem is, all those flavors are. are the flavorings are oils. So if you use them in a Keurig or even a, a regular, you know, drip machine like a bun or something like that, which actually bun stands for raw coffee
1: in Arabic. Really? Yeah. Um, That's another chocolate-covered espresso being there. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so what happens is those oils build up and it backs up in your machine and everything that that goes wrong with it can generally be... Diagnosed as from
1: that stuff. Well what you're saying is you're talking about the oils that are they they put on the beans.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is post roast, you Mm -hmm. know,
1: uh or
0: sometimes mid-roast, they'll throw all this crappy oil flavored junk.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's And that's how you get like the hazelnut coffee and and all that is they spray on hazelnut oil.
0: Yeah, just get just get a little jar or tube of whatever flavoring you want get real coffee
1: and then squirt it in afterwards. Exactly. If that's what you want. And that's what I do. Uh, I have coffee creamer that's vanilla flavored. Right. I don't do vanilla beans, you know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. vanilla flavored coffee beans or anything like that. That's how I, that's how I do my stuff.
0: We've ground it. Now the best way that I've ever had coffee. Okay. And this is opinion again. I've had, I just got rid of like, two espresso machines, mm-hmm. like, last year. At one time, I did have, like, four of them, four different espresso machines. But still, my favorite is this little guy right here, the French press. Your French press. Because there's nothing you don't get, there's no filter flavor. A lot of people say that when you get, a uh, you know, brewed through one of the metal filters or the paper filters, there's, like, some, uh, you know, transference of flavor tastes like metal or it tastes like paper. Or it tastes like this, tastes like that. There can be, there there really can be depending on what you're using. But a French press, it's like unadulterated. There's nothing in between you, the beans and the water. There really isn't.
1: You're getting all coffee guru well, on, it, on It's here, serious. Joe. It's
0: serious business because <laughs> you get all the, you get all of those wonderful oils and flavors. You know what I mean? Like there's, Two steps. Grind, put water in, wait three and a half minutes, maybe four, depending now, on how we'll, like you... We'll,
1: we'll try. We'll try to wait. All right. So what did you just eat? Did you try the... the mm, I'm the... sorry. I'm eating the coffee cake because it's... Yeah. It is pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. Now... Got the brown sugar lumpiness mm-hmm. on the top. It's awesome.
0: Now, I am a big proponent for local coffee shops. We've got Chesapeake Roasting Company. We've got... Uh, Zeke's Coffee Shop up in Baltimore. We've got tons and tons of local coffee places.
1: Red Emma's is
0: is, mm-hmm. is Baltimore? Red Emma's. Um, but, the problem is, I don't live in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You live just south. Just outside. Just south. Around here, unfortunately, there are no local coffee shops that make good coffee. You can go to, you know, there's a couple of local donut places, mm-hmm. but the coffee's not great. You know, it's it's like... A cup of Folgers, which is multi-region, freeze-dried, you know. is not my thing. So I do go to Starbucks quite frequently. Uh, four uh, times a day. It's convenience. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is. Seriously, mm-hmm. it is convenience for me. Uh, I lived in Catonsville. There was uh, two little coffee shops. I went to those every single day. I didn't go to Starbucks when, when, mm-hmm. I, was, when I was in that area. So I, I much prefer the small mom-and-pop joints. Uh, if you can make it to one. If I can find one, yeah. In Austin, uh, the company I worked for, it was kind of cool. They serviced all the mom-and-pop places, and there were more of those than there were Starbucks in Austin. Uh, so the cool thing was is that the coffee roasters that I worked for, each little shop, each little coffee shop that bought beans from them they would make them their own unique coffee blend, you know. So if somebody just wanted beans from Yemen and Vietnam done in a medium roast, and that was like their house blend, yeah, they would do it. That's how they would do it. You know, and that was like, uh, there's call callback to our Thunderbirds episode. There's a coffee shop called Thunderbirds in Austin, and they had a specific, unique blend of coffee just for themselves, you know, made from, I think, four or five different beans, but it was amazing. It was really, really good. All, like, super dark, roasty
1: kind of stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. but very, very good. So, Joe, do you know what adenosine is? Adenosine of the deep? Yes. Adenosine. Do you know what it is? No, what? Adenosine is the chemical that actually makes you sleepy. Really? Yeah. it was just really, really bad TV. Well, that, too. No, it's it's the <laughs> basically uh, what happens is you have adenosine and it, they uh, your body creates that and then it goes into little receptors in your brain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just uh, little slots that it, they happen to slide into, right? And that's what starts making you sleepy and tired and makes you it makes it happen at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know so when you're just waking up in the morning, you used to have a lot of adenosine, mm-hmm. and uh, the reason why caffeine works. You know, especially with the coffee. You know, um, mm-hmm. but caffeine is very, very similar to adenosine. The, the chemical structure of mm-hmm. it. So what happens is is it starts plugging in to your adenosine receptors and kicking the adenosine out. Okay. And then you're not sleepy anymore. As a replacement. As a replacement for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right. so that's the reason why caffeine actually wakes you up, is it kicks the adenosine out of your receptors, uh, which is what makes you sleepy. So uh, you have typically th- three times a day where you, you kind of start. Your lulls. You lull. Yeah. And it's usually, um, you know, around like, it's your circadian rhythms, yes. right? It's, yeah. It's the way you kind of get sleepy and, and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then your, your lulls during the day are usually around 9, mm-hmm. 1, and then around 5 o'clock. Okay. Five, you know, six o'clock. Depending so, on your body. Yeah. yeah, and it's really almost like breakfast time, lunchtime, and dinner time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I had mentioned that my coffee, a lot of the time what I do is I don't drink it until about nine or so. Right. Uh, I actually have it right. That's the way you're supposed to drink coffee. I know it sounds funny or whatever, but, you know... Uh, you're still awake in the morning when it kicks all the adenosine out. When you're waking up, it's sort of going away. Mm -hmm. You don't lull again until around nine typically. And that's when it's best to drink the coffee because it'll give you that kick that you need. Mm. And then maybe again at lunchtime or most people will have maybe like a soda or something for lunch, which also has caffeine in it. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people have that after dinner cup of coffee or me myself, I like to drink a cup of hot tea that has some caffeine in it Uh, at night so, I can stay up till about midnight and uh, research episodes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And/or watch Netflix. Yeah. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I usually have like a, cup, like a cup of hot tea after dinner mm-hmm. coffee in the morning, tea after dinner. You okay. know what I mean? Nice. So, So, Joe, you were saying that your favorite way of drinking coffee is from the French press. Yes. Would you like to know my favorite way of drinking coffee? Sure. Right before a nap. Right before a nap? Right before a nap. Okay,
0: so that's the difference. I don't nap. Well, okay. I haven't napped since I was like
1: two. Well, you probably should because it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. No, but let me tell you. Slow down and stop. No, no, no. You need to start doing the coffee nap, Joe. Save it for the nap episode. No, no. The coffee nap. (laughs) Okay. It's it's a thing. Have you, you, you've never heard of the coffee nap? I've never heard of it. The coffee nap is the most perfect perfect thing i not up on the, the it, nap boards it, like it, you are it, it includes napping mm-hmm. along with drinking coffee okay so here's what you do uh especially you know i was talking about the circadian rhythms mm-hmm. so maybe around like 12 1 o'clock if you're getting tired maybe even like you know three four five something like that right you're starting to get really sleepy maybe you stayed up really late last night mm-hmm. what you can do it's it's amazing you make a nice wonderful robust robusto mm-hmm. cup of coffee right and you get it down basically as quick as possible. So just, yeah. like, just like chug some coffee and then lay down and take a nap immediately. Because the caffeine takes mm-hmm. about 15 minutes to really start working your body. A lot of people yes. say immediately, but it usually mm. takes about 15 minutes for caffeine to really, really kick in and start doing what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really not supposed to take a nap anything longer than about 15 minutes anyway, like a power nap sort of thing. So what you do, I know you're not like a napper. I understand. Joe. I, just, I
0: can't even understand. It takes me like almost 45 minutes to fall asleep normally. Oh,
1: no. Well, here's the thing is that you get a nice warm cup of coffee so your body's feeling all warm. And mm-hmm. you start to get all droopy and all tired from the, from the warmth of the coffee. You lay down. You take a little nap. About 15 minutes later, you wake up from being refreshed from napping and with an awesome coffee buzz, mm. you feel like you can conquer the goddamn world. And you probably can. I'm, you know what I mean? You wake up from a nice nap, and you have that cup of coffee really kicking in. Mm-hmm. You, you're just like, I will take you day. Carpe diem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Carpe dies beans. See, <laughs> seize the diem. You know what I'm saying, Right. Joe? Seize the diem. Coffee naps are amazing. All right, so the
0: average caffeine content... Per mm, cup, you know, per milligram. <laughs> Why did it take you a minute to think about that? Because I'm per trying. To th-
1: mm, cup. Because <laughs> I'm mm, maybe cup.
0: Because For, my cups you, you are, are like. Because you drink them in wagons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> drink them in buckets. So I'm trying to remember the average. The average
1: person's cup of coffee is... Is the, the average person a venti? No. Oh, God. What is the Paul Rudd thing? Uh, what do you, Have you ever heard that? No. No? Seriously? No. So, yeah. Okay. So this was in uh, a movie called Role Models. Um, That's why I don't know it. Yeah. It, it was actually fairly good. Highly
0: doubt that. Can I get a tall chai? A large black coffee. A what? large black coffee. Do you mean a venti? No, I
1: mean a lot. He means a venti, yeah, the biggest one you got. A venti is large. No, venti is twenty. Really? Yeah, Large is large. In fact, tall is large, and grande is Spanish for large. Venti's the only one that doesn't mean large. It's also the only one that's Italian. Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. Look, Dick, venti is a large.
0: Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's didn't. Yeah, ever since they, I went to the first Starbucks, that was like, I was like. Fenty means twenty. <laughs> why is why is that a thing? Yeah. No, I've never it's, understood it's, their their what do they call it? Proprietary. Yeah, but it's like a, a culture.
1: Oh coffee culture?
0: It, in Starbucks. Because they want you to feel like you're in a club. hmm You know what I mean? A special Starbucks club. Yeah. It's it's really, really bizarre and mm-hmm. goofy and it's not you know, you tend to ostracize People who just want coffee
1: yeah and well I think that really at this point though there's so many of them all yeah, over the place it's it's a thing that no one is, is no one really feels that yeah I know
0: I know now it's ingrained and you you know you can't but
1: really when they first started it. I remember going into a Starbucks and going what the hell mm-hmm you know I don't understand what the hell's going on
0: all right so along with that uh, let's talk some pros and cons of coffee consumption okay okay so, coffee contains antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals, and a few dietary proteins. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, research shows has reduced the risks of some diseases and ailments, including type two diabetes, gallstones, cancer, asthma, heart rhythm problems, strokes. I not cured them, of course, uh-huh. just reduced it. So, if you do a study with you know, 2000 people over the course of two years and their blood pressure and all those things go down versus the 2000 that don't drink coffee, mm-hmm. go up, you know, or stay the same, then there's a reduction. Yeah, you know, what I mean, that's just basic scientific studies, um, says that women who drank at least five cups a day were 57% less likely to have estr- estrogen receptor negative cancers than those who drank less than a cup a day. Heavy coffee drinkers had 20% less risk of contracting any kind of breast cancer when age was taken into account. So, and the same roughly for men. you We're 60% less likely than non-drinkers to develop more lethal forms of prostate cancer. So, there are some good things. Your average caffeine
1: well, content. And it keeps you up. Well, that helps wake you up. That is the positive for me. Right.
0: Well, but I'm saying it's a stimulant, yes. And I don't take... You're saying there's other health benefits. Yes, yeah. yes. I don't take a lot of pills. I don't take any pills, really. Yeah. Um, but when I do have really, really, really bad, like a bust busted my leg up, really bad headache, yeah, go to the dentist, you know, what I usually do is Excedrin. Mm -hmm. Because it has acetaminophen, has aspirin, and secret ingredient, caffeine. Caffeine. So
1: it does have a lot of good things going for it. Mm -hmm. So uh, let me also just interject and let you know, uh, for me, and also I believe it's 16% of men and 29% of women, uh, it helps you poop. (laughs) It helps you poop. Coffee makes me poop. Yeah. That's one of the reasons it's why it's a diuretic. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah. it is. It, it's it's a an di- appetite
0: suppressant. It mm-hmm. is a diuretic. Uh you can use it on, on things like toothaches, kinda like tea bags. Mm-hmm. Not tea bagging your toothache, but <laughs> <laughs> but literally tea bagging your toothache. Yeah. It's it does a lot of the same things. It's like a
1: Yeah, uh constricts. Yeah, it helps
0: yeah. constrict the, the
1: the blood flow and, and tissues, and also it helps uh, your basically your colon muscles mm-hmm. will start working when you drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has a tendency to make you defecate, to make you poop. <laughs> you're coffee making the you're defecate making this hands undulating, it's like because that's what happens in my belly.
0: Twin jellyfish motion, <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It it helps everything move and flow, and and uh, most. Most people, it makes you poop. Not See, most people, I guess. For a very large percentage of people, okay. more so women than men, uh, um, it makes you have to poop. Uh, maybe my my
0: colon wall lining is lined with lead because I probably I drink coffee all
1: day, and I'm like,
0: I wish I poop. <laughs>
1: I, Man, I, like that's why I don't, don't drink uh, coffee until nine because uh, I know that that's the first time I can get to a bathroom. Because if I get a cup of coffee to my lips, it's like, gong, gong. I mean, it's like immediate. It's amazing. It's like <laughs> on the lips and shit. In the hips. <laughs> I'm shitting from the hips.
0: Average caffeine content amount per cup in milligrams. Drip coffee tends to have the most caffeine. Espresso. Um, would be the next at around 100 milligrams of caffeine per cup. Brewed 80 to 135 milligrams, depending on, on the bean. Uh, instant, 65 to 100 decaf, who would drink that stuff, Three to four milligrams of caffeine. So
1: Well, I have to admit that I do drink decaf gross at night. If at I'm gonna night. if I'm gonna have a cup of coffee at, at night, night I will drink decaf instead because it still has a little tiny trace, a little bit of caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. But I'll actually be able to go to bed. I'm having a bite of your biscotti. Mm. What are they? Cranberry. Yeah, uh,
0: pistachio and cranberry. Pistachio and cranberry. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Uh, some negative side effects can change your sleeping patterns. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't. I've only slept for like five to six hours a night.
1: So. Coffee nap. Yeah,
0: not going to happen. Uh, may cause
1: auditory hallucinations. What? Like, <laughs> like when you're listening to Black Sabbath Paranoid and you think that people are honking their horns at you? I think
0: so. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had that happen. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, hampers absorption of some minerals and vitamins. Uh, Such as magnesium, zinc, and iron. Sorry. Has iron in it? Iron. (laughs) It's, I guess, like we said, uh, diuretic could lead to dehydration and a loss of vitamin B, C, as well as calcium, iron, and zinc. Because it is a diuretic. So you can, you know, shit all those minerals out and not even notice it until you're like, I feel like crap. You know what I mean? Uh, It can stain your teeth. Uh, plus it is also acidic, so you can have, it can give you heartburn. Some people can get heartburn from drinking
1: too much coffee. I do get heartburn from drinking way too much coffee. Right. So that's why I, I limit it. I try to limit it to like two cups a day.
0: Right. Right. And that's, I mean, if you know your body, you know, your limits, you know, you're, you're good, but those are the most negative things that I could find versus the other positives. And it's very much like chocolate or alcohol. In moderation, there's a lot of good things it can do for you. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking like milk chocolate, I'm talking about dark, you know, 75% cocoa and up. There's a lot of good things that, that chocolate does for your body. Yeah. But you don't eat an entire tub of it. Same a with, little bit. Same with coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I drink a little too much coffee.
1: But. So I'd say that's an understatement.
0: <laughs> um, but at this level that I'm at now, you know, I, I'm used to it. You know what I mean? There are some days where I know I've I've had too much. When your heart is pounding out of your chest? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, so, you know, the, the day after that, I'm on the
1: water diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? No coffee for me. Mm -hmm. Well, Joe, let me just mention a con that I don't think that you got to on your little list. All right. Go for it. Coffee typically, Mm -hmm. unless you get it iced, is served hot. Mm, Yeah. So at
0: 200 plus degrees, about 205 degrees to 195 is what you should have your, your beans the water should be that temperature mm-hmm. to go through your beans. Yeah. To get your optimal flavors. Okay. Now, some places don't check their machines, don't regulate their machines. So it can be 230, 240. You know, you're talking like scalding hot. Yeah. At 295, if it comes out of a, a, a you know a brewer or something, by the time it goes through the beans, into your cup, it is now 180, 175.
1: Yeah. Well, even if it's 180, Mm -hmm. you know, 175, 180, um, you know, if you spill a little bit on you and get it off quick, Mm -hmm. it's not a problem. But Mm -hmm. if you spill it on yourself, say, on your clothes Mm -hmm. and it soaks in and you're trying to get it off, you can actually get second degree, third degree burns and even worse. It's like hot cheese. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I, I remember my wife has told me a few stories about where her father at one point in time had a very large coffee cup, mm-hmm. and she accidentally knocked it off onto herself and had to go to the to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, now one of the things that I, I I one of my cousins did that too. You know I've heard like lots of stories of little kids knocking their dad's oh yeah co- you know coffee cup off their you know off the the counter the, the counter or whatever yeah. while they're reading the newspaper and things like that on a Saturday morning and having go, having to go to the hospital, probably the most prominent coffee-burning story is Stella Liebeck versus McDonald's restaurants. Mm. So I guess you've heard of that one before? Oh, yeah. Or at least you know the, the whole story. McDonald's hot coffee story. Oh, yes. Most people have at least heard of it in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this episode, I actually watched a movie called Hot Coffee. Yeah, you telling it, I haven't been able to watch yeah, it yet. And, and it's on Netflix streaming now. Uh, I would venture to say, unless uh, they kind of hook you with the whole hot coffee thing, mm-hmm. okay? But it's not just about that. Like Al Franken is in it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're basically talking about tort reform, which is the whole thing where when you're damaged by a company or someone, you know, because they were negligent, mm-hmm. um, tort reform is basically the people that want to cap the monetary value that those people are getting, uh, and it can be. Re- it depends on really whether you're a liberal, or conservative, or you're really about big, you know, big corporations, or you're the little guy. It really depends on where you fall on the line. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure that you all know where we fall on the line, uh, but either way, I'm just going to let that go. So, uh, so I would say unless you want to see um, some the undercarriage of a grandma. You probably don't want to watch Hot Coffee, (laughs) because I got to see that, The Burnt Undercarriage of a Hot Grandma. Now, (laughs) no, 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 wait, wait. The Burnt (laughs) Undercarriage of a grandma burnt by hot coffee. <laughs> there you go. I, just, I didn't, didn't right want to leave time. that out there yeah, just, for you. We'll just edit that in post, Joe. Nope. Edit that in post. That's <laughs> staying in. <laughs> so, you, you, you know, you think that it's like this frivolous lawsuit because right. that's what we've been told by, you know, the the big companies that wanted to tell us that. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of jokes about it that you think that this, you know, woman... The, no, this woman, first off, she wasn't driving the car.
0: Right. Okay?
1: Her nephew was driving the car. Mm-hmm. She stopped... Um, and the, the coffee that they have in the machines, uh, the, the, the handbook that they have Mm -hmm. says it's supposed to be held in the machine between 180 and 190 degrees. Right. Okay. Which I know you just said that's your normal temperature for, you know, usually brewing coffee. Yeah. Okay. But it's held there. So basically what happened was she pulled the lid, you know, she sat it in her lap for a second while she got the sugar ready, Mm -hmm. the lid popped off of it it you know and she clamped her legs together to try and catch it I and it just splurt. squirted out and went all over the seat and it went all over her undercarriage and loins mm-hmm. as as wrinkled as they were it got all <laughs> inside the wrinkles and it basically burned her and and when you when you you know you think like oh come on she got a little splash of coffee how bad could it be whatever when you when they actually showed the pictures right they're pretty bad it's awful yeah it looks like a hydrochloric acid or something she had to actually get yeah uh skin grafts yeah done you know on those on the loins you know to to cover it right her flanks yeah um now the issue that i
0: understand from that is yeah the handbook says this the handbook says that what was the actual temperature From that machine, what was it giving off? Mm -hmm. Because I've worked on bun brewers and and, but I've I've worked on those those kinds of brewing machines, Mm -hmm. and you can crank those the temperature up to I think some of them go up to like four hundred degrees.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: So if you have a bad
1: regulator, it could have been even hotter than one hundred ninety or whatever. Yeah,
0: and no one, you know. McDonald's is going to give a crap about testing a machine. They're just going to say, yeah, it's hot. Who cares? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And put it out the window. They don't care. Yeah. You know, it's not their job. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, you know, I don't know whose fault it was, Mm -hmm.
1: you know? Well, Uh, and I mean, that's that's why... That's why they needed, you know, twelve citizens. Leaders,
0: I mean, the warning <laughs> labels and all. Yeah, their junk. yeah, and
1: that's why they put all that on there so that right. they they can't be held responsible. But exactly. Either way, I don't know who's held responsible. That has to be decided in a court of law.
0: Hmm. By Al but, Franken.
1: But well, Alf well, he, he's not <laughs> the judge. He was a know, senator. That I know. I but know. um, but basically, he wanted. You know, he was he was in the movie because there was a lot of this. They started off with the hot coffee, but then they went on to more and more tort reform. But mm-hmm. I wanted to stick with the whole coffee section of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're into those kind of movies, liberal you know, kind of movies, mm-hmm. uh, documentaries, where you find out about these weird little things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Give it a shot. You know what I mean? We probably shouldn't have tort reform because mm-hmm. that basically means that you're not going to get paid out if you get damaged by a company. You're just not. Right. Right. So or medical malpractice or, or, or things mm-hmm. like that, unless you're a Workman's doctor comp or something. Yeah. Unless you're a, a doctor or you own a company, then, well, you know, you're screwed. Yeah. So. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, that's enough. I've got enough about that. I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, don't burn yourself with coffees, ladies and gentlemen. OK, Chris. So uh, it's about that
0: time. OK. Oh, no. Now, what I did, because this is the coffee episode. Uh, I went and bought the most expensive coffee I could find. Well, in the world, actually.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, Now, this right here, this is a (laughs) rinky-dink, teeny-tiny, little, what, six to eight-ounce bag. Oh, sorry. Correct that. 3.5 ounces
1: of kopi luwak. Oh, why is there a cat on the front?
0: Uh, because... What is that thing? It's a civet.
1: Mm-hmm. I know what this is. I, I'm, I'm just teasing. <laughs> you I absolutely know what this is. I knew you were going to do this. Do you know this. why and how and all the stuff? No, just just say it. Just say it. Okay. Because so, our listeners might not. So I know something about it because I visit weird sites. <laughs> you, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, so basically what happens is the civet eats
0: the, the coffee berries. Yes you know and the whole reason it does that it, it wants the pulp it wants the the fruit the wonderful wonderful berry on the outside yeah it doesn't want the seed mm-hmm. you know uh but the cool thing is it doesn't eat the seed the seed usually goes into its tummy mm-hmm. hangs out in there and the enzymes in the stomach break out you know break down all the pulp and stuff around the seed yeah mm-hmm. leaving the 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 coffee bean mhm and it passes through the intestines <laughs> again, uh, with the enzymes and stuff inside the this little tiny kitty cat. Well, it's not a kitty cat. It is a, a member of the the cat family. The cat family, yes. Um, what happens is the cat passes uh, the beans uh-huh. through its steel uh. <laughs> these little like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, Zagnut bars.
0: It's like a little, tiny baby Ruth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God!
0: Laying on the on the forest floor, so people uh, take those little wonderful logs of goodness, rinse everything off, clean it very very well, mm-hmm. and they're still viable beans. Yeah. Uh, and I see on
1: the front of the package it says deep and rich flavor. <laughs> It's a bit nutsy. <laughs> oh, God. So. We're going to drink cat crap coffee.
0: Is, why do you guys say that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Cat crap coffee. Uh,
0: but the whole reason it's so expensive and so sought after is that the Civic Cats can only produce so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey. When you gotta to, go, you gotta go. We need to drink more coffee. No, shit more. Mm. No, what happens, because of the enzymes and stuff, it takes away uh, the bitterness of the bean. Mm-hmm. So they've they've done tests where you, you, you have uh same beans from the same trees that don't come out of buttholes, uh, and then the beans <laughs> that do, there is a lot less acidity. Mm-hmm. So whether that is from... You know, it, it has to be from the the chemical makeup of the, the cat's stomach breaking down, you know, all the materials and enzymes and sort of pulling some of that stuff out of there, some yeah. of the acidity out as it's passing through the intestines. So the whole point is it's, you know, it's your normal average bean. Uh, these are North Sumatran beans. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and they just
1: let the cats come onto the plantation. Eat them, mm-hmm. and then crap it out. Yeah, they pick up the Zagnut bars <laughs> off the ground. Yep, they hose them off, mm-hmm. and they just package them up, yep. and that's it. I mean, they gotta roast it, right? They roast <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no. It's so at least a, they bring it up to it's some not a temperature. Bag of
0: soggy, you know, soggy shit on
1: beans because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm expecting.
0: <laughs> it's not a bag. of... Oh
1: God, it's gonna have uh, a deep and rich flavor. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll okay.
0: notice, I'm gonna open this bag. Look at the beans themselves. You're going to have,
1: first, give it a whiff. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really just smells like coffee to me. It smells good, though, right? Yeah, it does. It does smell good. Now, weird.
0: you'll have all different shapes and sizes. Can they prove that this has gone through a cat's bunghole? Uh, probably. There's a stamp of wherever it is. It's where... a stamp of cat
1: bunghole approval.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's shaped like a cat bunghole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the backside of a cat. <laughs> the, yes. As the stamp. Um, oh, God.
0: Now, it could be lying. I don't know. Uh, but you'll see some pea berries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? A pea berry. That's okay. This is your standard coffee bean right here. You see this one? Okay. See this guy, how it's all closed up like that? Yeah. It's like sort of mal- malformed. Mm-hmm. That's actually known as a pea
1: berry. Oh, okay.
0: So it's Where? not
1: fully. It's not fully opened up, not yeah. popped like Rice Krispies, right? Because right. they pop, they pop when you when you roast them, mm-hmm. like very much like how they do Rice Krispies or what. Uh,
0: to an extent, yes. What you'll notice is that they're really hard to break with giant hands. Ah, there we go. But yeah, you have your husk and everything, and it's these are all wild. This is this is wild, wild coffee. Well, wild caught from the civet's butt. So,
1: oh, we're really gonna do this, huh? Yeah, have you waited three Uh, minutes to brew it? Oh, god, yes, we have. Oh, good lord. Okay, so it doesn't smell like poop in here, so that's good. So, Joe is using his uh, his French press to press the poop coffee down. Oh, god, gotta push real slow. Do I wipe well, my mouth when I'm done drinking this? I, I don't... don't. No. Oh God.
0: No, you're not gonna. Okay, so I did bring you cream and sugar. Okay. I really want you to taste it. Black on Okay.
1: This. Okay. I'll taste it black. Three point right five it. ounces cost me thirty bucks. Wow. You're gonna. That's like ten over ten or ten dollars an ounce. Yeah, I went to Zeke's
0: one year when they were doing the the Kopi Luwak tasting, mm-hmm. and it was I think it was like ten or fifteen bucks a cup. Wow.
1: And you basically you bought your. Styrofoam
0: cup for 10 bucks. Yeah. And you got one cup of it.
1: One cup of, one cup of Kopi Luwak you know. poop coffee. And it seems like it's a big joke, right? Like, <laughs> but this is okay. This, is but an, it's, it's a delicacy. It's a necessity it thing. Yeah.
0: Do you, you know what I'm saying? Local people were seeing the beans on the ground, yeah. you know, and they're like perfectly good beans, you know, it, and it became a, it's already here. The work is done. Yeah. And it didn't have the acidity that the other stuff that they could find. You know what
1: I mean? Do the civet cats dance like the goats uh, when they eat the beans?
0: They're they're pretty spry little creatures. Yeah. I, I'll give you more if you want it, but if you give it a look, you see a little bit of an oily
1: sheen. I, <laughs> I just I can't get over it. Okay. Yes. Yes, I do. I I have. A really hard time with this, <laughs> okay? Wise. And I know, I know I understand that this is a delicacy, Ugh. and we just like we just did like the oysters episode. Yeah, and I you, was the one gagging and, on and that. And you don't, you know, you don't like oysters. I still but that's did it eating a whole creature. This has passed through the colon of a creature. Yeah, but this is I. You but know, it's what I mean? been
0: cleaned and roasted. So any anything that could it's, possibly be wrong with it yeah. has been killed. By the roasting process. I gotta
1: say, it smells amazing. It really does. Yeah, and this, uh,
0: I believe, is a medium roast. Yeah. So you're gonna yeah, taste... and it's
1: And it looks more brown than black to me. It's not like a cup of joe black coffee. Oh, no, 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 I mean? no. This,
0: like I said, it's a very mild... I mean, yeah. Give it a try. Are you re- ready to taste it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's good coffee. No acidity. Well, very low. I mean it does have some. It does taste a bit like a cat's butthole.
1: <laughs> how many buttholes? How many kitty cat buttholes have you tasted? I mean just two. But I'm saying two and a half. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> it's haven't tasted it. The same number any. of barises I've <laughs> made it. <in. laughs> no, I, I don't know. No, it just tastes like a cup of coffee. It's it's good. It does you're right. It doesn't have any acidity. It's not uh I mean it just um It's your cup of joe, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever done a side by side comparison with any other coffees? I'm not a huge yeah. No, I'm like I'm like like I said, I I pick them off.
0: I was lucky enough to go through. I
1: have to drink more of this, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. dude. Yeah, I got a whole pot here. Oh God,
0: a whole French press full of it. Here, here's some. Here, that's I pulled that by accident. That's a French Vanilla. I'm telling you, dude, it's just. It's good old-fashioned coffee.
1: Look, I've already drank a little just, bit, so I might as well just go ahead and put it down.
0: Well, I'm uh, not giving you a whole cup.
1: This is a half a cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you know what? I'll put down some cat butthole coffee. So it's Kopi Luwak is what it's called. Yes. Because it's from the Luwak cat or the this civet Luwak. Mm-hmm. Luwak right? Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm not even putting sugar. I just put a creamer mm-hmm. in there and that okay. was it. Yeah, okay. Since I don't it, know why it should be $30 for the thing. Now it's because... For three
0: ounces. Now it's because of the rarity of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the cats only poop so
1: much. I'm just saying,
0: so. I you're
1: right, I don't taste any acidity in it. I think it's a very good cup of coffee, mm. but I don't think that it's a $30. Is that is that a $5 shake? They don't put any <laughs> bourbon or anything in that. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, Exactly. I and don't think that it's necessarily worth $30 for three ounces or for $15 for oh. a, a cup or, or whatever. No,
0: but it's, it is it is the rarity of the experience. You yeah. know what I mean? So I understand that, but this is a once in a while, once in a blue moon. The same thing when we when I ordered the... Um, the, the Trappist beer. Yeah, the West Flattern. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't, when am I going to do that again?
1: You know, uh, I was hoping next
0: week. $60 <laughs> bottle of, you know, yeah. beer. Like, yeah. that's... Come on, you know what I mean. And this is the same thing. I mean, I'm just glad this goes and comes from the uh, the podcast account, not. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's
1: good. Yeah, that's good. I don't know if it's thirty dollars good, good, but it's 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 good.
0: Okay, well you have to be a little civet butthole about it. Oh God.
1: <laughs> well, I I'm just I'm just so puckered that that I I could. You're
0: being really shitty about the <laughs> <sighs>
1: All right, so as we're coming to the end of our episode, mm-hmm. I just want to say that uh, oh, I feel a little nauseous <laughs> first off. Um, but also, I wanted to say that there's a guy out there. His name's Chris Becker and he is freaking awesome. And and let me tell you why he's awesome, because he was one of the people that decided to go and put a review for our podcast Mm. Mm -hmm. onto iTunes. He sent me a picture of it, and guess what happened? What happened? He won the Guar Mug.
0: Awesome. So I
1: sent it to him. He's down in Florida. I sent him the Guar Mug. I sent him uh Scarred and Dangerous Throw Show t-shirt. Nice. I sent him a Curioso t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I sent him stickers, some buttons and he's very very happy with it and he said he's been drinking beer out of his guar mug ever since he got it. Awesome. So uh, so thank you Chris Becker. I really appreciate uh, everything that you do and I really appreciate you listening to the episode. He said he really like oysters a lot. So I'm glad he did. <laughs> I love oysters. So nope, but I'll uh, stick with my uh, cat poop coffee. Yeah, but anyway, thank you so much. And uh, all right, Joe. I guess um, we'll finish this. Uh, finish this cup of cup of brown. <laughs> cup of brown. Feline drinking some more. Oh, cheers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that shitty grin on your face. <laughs> meow. Stop being a turd. Just drink Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Ah, That is good civet coffee.
1: Now go drink your pumpkin spice latte. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us facebook.com/backslash. The Curioso Podcast Check out our merchandise on Zazzle.com Backslash Curioso Podcast You can also check out our videos YouTube.com Backslash Curioso Podcast On the left hand side of TheCurioso.com You can help support the show by clicking on our donate link And if you're a real Curioso We need you to go on And give us a great 5 star review on iTunes it will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. Uh, I also wanted... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm fucking this all up. And Thunderbirds, go! Give me a white chocolate niblet! God damn it.